It's often a bit mystifying how brands magically go viral overnight. Sometimes they make it big, and other times they crash and burn. Is the road to brand fame and a bump to the bottom line worth the risk? I'm Alexis. And I'm Melissa. And we're just a little obsessed with these marketing moments. So join us as we break down the craziest brand stunts, from how the idea sparked to how the heck they pulled it off. Or didn't, and of course, will it stick? Good morning, Alexis. Good morning, Melissa. How was your week? It was good. That was a long buzz. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it went by so quick. Yeah. I don't even, but I wasn't feeling top notch all week, so I was kind of out of it. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I hope you. Lots of action, but. Yeah. Just not all there. Not all there. Like, I can't really remember what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a little bit of a problem. You're doing, like, dry January, and you're supposed to be less foggy. I know. (laughs) Maybe that's, like, reverse on you. I think maybe I'm just foggy today because I didn't sleep at all last night. Oh. So maybe that's the deal. Because I I knocked – I mean, yesterday we went through a ton of stuff, which was good. But yeah, other than that, good. Yeah, I mean, for those of you who don't know, I don't know how you wouldn't know, but Alexis and I own – a marketing and PR agency <laughs> that is pretty big. We have how many employees? 36. 36. And how many clients? Like 50? Yeah-ish. And that is a lot of work. Like a every lot. day. Yeah. A I think my power. my average meeting time on Google has been 7.2 hours. It's the worst. I hate <laughs> days like that. I'm like, and when am I supposed to actually do anything? Then I end up doing stuff at 5 in the morning or at 7.30 at night. Yeah. Not ideal. Not ideal. But we're getting through it. We're getting through it. Chugging along. It's only been 13 years. One of these days, it's going to be easy. Someone tell us it's going to be easy. (laughs) It will be. Anyone? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's just talk about something fun and easy to take our minds off of the chaos of our busy agency life, okay? Okay. I have a challenge for you. Oh, okay. Caden told me today he had a challenge for me for the week. Oh, what was that challenge? Not to open any Amazon packages until he's back because he likes opening the Amazon packages. That is so And his challenge is get the twins to learn the entire sheet of sight words. And if he gets cash to learn all of them, he gets to pick any prize he wants. Oh, wow. It will never happen. No. Um, Real quick, last night, Madison said, how come Santa and the Easter Bunny buy everything on Amazon from our account? And I was like, shit. Uh, I don't, I have no idea. I don't pay for it. I don't know. Oh yeah. I had to have them stop logging into my Amazon, but I, you got to tell them there's a partnership with Amazon. That's what I told them. I mean, she's like almost 10. I think I'm just going to be like, lady, like I knew when I was eight. Don't tell her, let her figure it out. She, I think she already figured it out. I think that was her way of trying to get me to tell her last night. She's got it. Don't just let her come out all the way. Because then you're that you're that mom who ruined Christmas. I don't even – when you're 10 and you still believe in Santa Claus, that's I'm telling bonkers. you, that's – she's going to go to therapy about that shit when she No, she's there. not. I was eight. Someone – some it's, Connie Geekson told me on the bus well, in second grade. Well, that's better. Not your mom. Like, I could imagine, like, sitting across from a therapist, like, my mom – I, that's all my hopes and dreams. I look forward to it every year. All I can think about is the magic of Santa. And one night, my mom turned around and said, I'm Santa. And it just ruined it. Like, I could just, dude, that's like a movie. Don't do it. Don't okay, do fine. It. Okay, well, my challenge is unrelated to that, okay. to Amazon. Can you sing the words 
to any of Oscar Mayer's jingles, like off the top of your head. Yeah, but I won't do it on this podcast. Let's do it together. Which one do you want to do? I don't know. I just know that I'm an Oscar Mayer wiener. Okay. I'm not doing Oh, it. <laughs> I wish I were. You're not going to do it? No. Okay. That's not my superpower. That is the one thing we all talked about. Like what if you had a musical superpower? Singing. You don't have it? I have no musical anything. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to play it for you real quick. Okay. Oh, I'd love to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. That is what I truly like to be. Because if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, everyone would be in love with me. So doesn't that just bring back so many memories? Like, isn't that jingle just so iconic from your childhood? So iconic. It's like, and now also, you're welcome. It's going to be stuck in your head, like, all day. Great. A hundred percent. Yeah, last week I had that Elton John stuck in my head for like five days. That's a good song. I mean, I don't know if you want the I Wish I Were an Oscar Mayer Wiener (laughs) song stuck in your head for five days, but now you'll have it. And in case you haven't already guessed it, today we are covering Oscar Mayer. I mean, how could we not? I don't know, but I'm just going to tell you, hot dogs are the most disgusting food and I cannot even look at them. Really? I get so grossed out when I had to buy them. And then when I have to cook them, like if I have to take them out of the package and like touch them, oh God, I'm so freaked out. So funny. Well, it is very popular. It's a very popular (laughs) food. (laughs) And, you know, really these Oscar Mayer commercials and jingles were some of the most memorable things from my childhood. Like I can recite, there's two that I can recite fully. And I just remember like all through the 80s and 90s, like just wanting to find the Wienermobile. Oh my God. Do you remember? Yes. I actually saw it one time. Really? Yeah. I always wanted to. I never did. But today we know the brand for like it's lunch meat, Lunchables, which my kids love, but then eat like two bites of and then throw them away. Oh, I know. They have bacon. I mean, they probably have other things I don't even know about. But Oscar Mayer is a huge company now owned by Kraft Heinz. Okay. So I was going to ask how you feel about lunch meat and hot dogs, but you already told me. So it's weird because obviously hot dogs, I'm so grossed out because I think my mom used to boil them. Ugh. My mom did too. That's so Mm -hmm. gross. Like that's wrong. You don't boil hot dogs. You're not going to grill them. (laughs) But it's so, like when I was pregnant, I was so grossed out by lunch meat. And the other, last night I was making sandwiches for Wes and just because my stomach's been bugging me, I could barely even touch the turkey. I was so (laughs) grossed out. Really? I've never been grossed out by food. But yeah, because sometimes lunch meat can be funky. Yeah. You want to hear something super gross? What? I don't know if you want to hear this. When I was little, we would eat just hot dogs cold out of the pack. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like a lot of kids That's that. what's wrong with you. <laughs> no, it's not. There's a lot of things wrong with it. You can't blame Oscar Mayer hot dogs. But Oscar Mayer, in case you didn't know, is an American meat and cold cut production company. They're actually based in Chicago. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and that's my OG hometown. But the brand started way back in 1883. Wow. It's an old company. And With an Oscar and a Meyer? Can you guess <laughs> can you guess who started it? Oscar and Meyer? No, it's one dude. Oscar oh. F. Meyer. That oh. was his name. He was an actual person. He actually was a German immigrant who moved to the U.S. from Bavaria in 1873 at 14 years old. And he began working first in Detroit, which is where they first moved, as a butcher boy yeah. at 14. And then not long after, he and his family moved to Chicago and he began working in the retail industry. So he had like the meat side and then he learned the retail side. 
And in 1883, at 24 years old, Oscar and his brother Gottfried leased a meat market on the north side of Chicago. And that's where they started selling things like bratwurst, liverwurst, and some other German meat that I can't pronounce. (laughs) Things like Weisswurst. And they were all German meats because, I mean, that was their background. But also where they lived and where the market was, was really like around German neighborhoods in Chicago. Like if you remember, it used to be like the Polish neighborhood, the Italian neighborhood, the German neighborhood. Like that's just how it was. The market was called Oscar F. Meyer and Bro. Poor Gottfried. Like he just got bro. He got bro. I was like, I wonder why that decision was made. Like why couldn't they named it like Oscar and Gottfried? No. No. Oscar, F, Meyer, and Bro. So guess how much revenue— Sounds like a lawyer, law firm. I know. Guess how much revenue they earned on their first day open for business in 1883. $100. $59. Oh, wow. And do you know what that purchasing power would be today? What? $1,628. Like, that's pretty dang good for day one of your butcher business. Yeah, that's really in good. In the 1800s. Like— what? At that time, pork cuts cost like 8 to 12 cents per pound. So they sold a shit ton of meat oh my God. On, the, on day one. So suddenly, like their little meat market business was popping, like off the charts. They expanded the storefront and they actually began sponsoring local events. Like that was one of their earliest marketing tactics. Like, I don't know if you've heard of it, but the 1893 Chicago World Fair. Wow. They like sponsored that, you know? No, no big not. deal. I know about the 1893 no World Fair. <laughs> Um, you weren't there? No. Okay. By 1900, they had 43 employees and they were delivering their meat across the entire city of Chicago. Wow. Yeah. From that one little location. And that's when they had an idea. Do you know what that idea might be? No. They decided they were going to brand their meat. Oh, okay. Before then, no meat was branded. You went to the butcher, you bought your pork chop or your Wiener schnitzel or whatever you were buying, I don't know. And there was no brand. You just bought the butcher's meat. And they were like, everyone loves our meat. We're we're shipping it across. That sounds bad, but, you know, they did. Everyone loved their meat. They were shipping it across Chicago. They were, you know, and they were like, why not associate a name with it so people, like, ask for our meat? And I'm sure they were thinking, like, we can distribute it. We can get it in other markets. And there was no other meat brands. So Oscar was smart. In 1904, they branded their meat as Oscar Meyer and Co. Poor Gottfried. Like, he got, bro got dropped. Bro even got dropped. Like, it's Ah. Oscar Meyer and Co. now. God, do you imagine his therapy sessions? Fuck. He's depressed. (laughs) He's depressed. But, you know, really, they actually made this concept, like branding meats, an industry-wide trend. They were the first to do it. In 1929, they introduced that yellow package, like the yellow brand, and that has stuck ever since. And they really, the company says that they feel like when a customer sees that yellow packaging, they immediately think quality, which I don't know if I think that, but I get it. At that time. It's consistent. Yeah. But still today, they're all yellow. No, I don't think quality when I think of Oscar Mayer. (laughs) I mean, it's like a pretty big company. Well, but the, Yeah. People the, think the, – a lot of people think it's high quality. Okay. Maybe not you. No. <laughs> so, you know what meat product jumped on the branding bandwagon just a few years after Oscar Mayer led the way? What? Just like guess. Could you guess? Mm, something with hamburgers? <laughs> spam? Spam. Dude, is spam actually meat? You don't say ham, you say spam. 
products. Oh, <laughs> I don't know much about it besides I, that. I literally, my whole body just got the chills. <laughs> but like Spam branded its meat or whatever it is after Oscar Mayer led the way with that trend. Crazy. So now let's get to the good stuff. We know the history. Not the Spam. Good we stuff. will not get to the Spam. And it's so funny that Spam is like gross meat, like the leftovers. And there's a Spam filter to get rid of Oh, I never thought about that. I wonder if there's a correlation. Oh my gosh, spam needs a rebrand. I know. Oh, that sucks for that. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's kind of like junk. It is kind of like junk. But Oscar Mayer has done so many just cool stunts and not just stunts recently. I mean, they started pulling stunts and doing really unique marketing tactics like way early in the brand's history. Okay. So I'm going to try to go chronological and... We'll see if it works. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you already said you've heard of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, correct? Yes. So I remember wanting to see one like in real life so bad in the 80s. I did mean, you like go on a hunt? I, d- I mean, I think I asked my mom if we could track one down and she was like, I, there was no Google. She's like, I don't, I don't know how to track it down. Like, what do you do? Call the radio station? Like, <laughs> where's the Wiener? Where's the Wienermobile? Any guesses on what year the Wienermobile was first created? I would say in the 70s. 1936. Oh my God. During the height of the Great Depression. And maybe you're wondering, like, how does one come up with the idea to build a 13-foot-long mobile hot dog on wheels? Or maybe you're not wondering. Maybe you just know that you would come up with that idea. Yeah. I mean, I probably (laughs) would come up with that idea. Well, the idea came from Carl Meyer, the nephew of Oscar. He suggested that his uncle build this mobile hot dog to cruise around the Chicago area, handing out his German wieners— to the sure-to-be-shocked pedestrians around the streets. I mean, like, picture it. It's the Great Depression. I imagine, like, people are walking down the street, like, heads down, hand in pockets, like, kicking rocks. Like, I mean, the unemployment rate that year was, like, 17%. People were probably stressed out. They were down in the dumps. Suddenly, you're walking and you look up and, like, boom, giant wiener, like, in your face, (laughs) like, on wheels. Like they're giving the, away free hot dogs. Yeah, it so was it like a food face. truck. Yeah, it was like they would hand out. I don't know if they were selling them, but they said they would hand them out to pedestrians, and that would like put a smile on your face, right? Yeah, like, what I mean, are, if I liked hot dogs, but yeah, I mean, and I was hungry in the 1930s. I'm sure you would just eat the hot dog. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to meet. I don't 1930s know. 1930s Alexis. 1930s Alexis would eat a hot dog. I'm okay. pretty freaked out well, about it. Well, it's him. not something you would expect to see. And like I said, it probably would just put a smile on your face. And if you were lucky enough to get a hot dog handed to you, like you would just be full. I think just like the shock Happy factor of like a hot dog on wheels. Yeah. It's like a goofy thing. It is a goofy thing. Do you know what Oscar did when he heard his nephew Carl's idea? What? What do you think he did? He said, you're crazy. He was like, okay, dude, go for it. But one caveat. You get to drive it. Oh, my gosh. So in many of the pictures, like this one right here, you can see half of Carl's body, like, sticking out of the Wienermobile. Oh, my God. Isn't that so funny? And he was, like, an executive for the company. He was probably like, fucking A. (laughs) But really, this marketing tactic worked insanely well for the brand. And soon, Carl was excused from his role as Wiener driver and... They really decided it was time to, like, elevate this. And they wanted to bring a mascot along to drive the Wienermobile. Okay. So 
Through the 30s, 40s, and 50s, it was driven by a mascot that they named Little Oscar, and they hired various little people to play Little Oscar. And the little people would wear, like, a big, you know, chef's hat and, you know, wave to crowds, like, yell for children, hand out hot dogs. Like, it, this, these various little Oscars became, like, a really big deal. Huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. They also would hand out wiener whistles to kids, and those were for the sole purpose of those kids alerting other children in the neighborhood that the Wienermobile was nearby. Oh my gosh, so it was so, like an ice cream truck. Yes, isn't that cool? Wow. I love that. The original Wienermobile ended up being scrapped for metal in the 40s to aid in the U.S. Army during World War II, but they quickly built a new one as soon as they could. And then in the 60s and 70s, you know, they had been running the Wienermobile for like decades and people were kind of like, eh, not into it. Mostly because like novelty automobiles were really common after World War II. Like everyone just had, there was like fun cars everywhere, you know? And also those like kitschy kind of promotions were out and contemporary ad campaigns were really becoming a thing in the 60s and 70s. So Oscar Mayer like pulled the Wienermobile like out of the streets and just like retired it for a while. Okay. But when we get into the 60s and 70s, like this is where Oscar Mayer started focusing on its advertising. And when we get those unforgettable jingles that boomers, Gen Xers, and us millennials like all grew up with. Brilliant. Yes. Okay. So it starts in the 60s. This is when the second Oscar was still around. That's Oscar G. Meyer. He was the only son of Oscar F. Meyer. Okay. And by this point, he's like in his 70s, this this dude. I mean, it's, son. it's 1960s. Yeah. Like he was so Oscar. Oh, no. Yeah, the son. No, the original Oscar Meyer was dead by this point. So Oscar Meyer's son was born in like 1886 or whatever. So he was in his 70s in the 1960s. Can you imagine being born in the 1880s? Anyways, he was still working for the company. And every single day, he would get chauffeured by limo to the office, okay, in Chicago. And every day, he'd listen to the radio in the limo. And one day, he called the Oscar Mayer marketing team and ad agency. And he said, boys, we're going to need a radio commercial. And, like, everyone rolled their eyes. They were like, radio is so lame. Everyone's doing TV. Like, He's so old, he'll probably forget about it. Let's, like, just not do anything. And so they just waited, you know? So about a month later, Oscar called all the guys back to his house. And he brings them in, and he makes them stand around the piano. And Oscar sits at the piano, and he starts playing this, like, family song slash jingle that he had, like, made up new words to. And it was terrible. Like, Horrible. And everyone's faces are like, oh my God, what do we do? But Oscar knew it was terrible too. Yeah. And he, after he finished, he looked at the guys and he was like, boys, you have 30 days. If you don't come up with something better than this, this is our new commercial. And they were like, shit, he didn't forget. <laughs> oh my God. That's a good <laughs> I know, I know. So they like left and they were stressed. I mean, they started calling like every jingle writer they could come up with. And they were like, how the hell do we make a jingle about hot dogs? Like this is just next level. But Richard Trentledge was a jingle writer, and actually he was from Indiana, and he came up with the song that we've all come to know, and many of us have come to love because it's a little unforgettable. He was a really good jingle writer, but a horrible singer. So in the demo tape, he actually had his kids sing the song. 
Oh, wow. Uh Uh-huh. And so, you know, Oscar Mayer heard it, like the ad agency heard it, and the internal team, and they were like, this is interesting. And they actually, like, one of the guys liked the idea of kids singing it. It was kind of, like, haunting and, like, weird, you know? And it took some convincing, but he finally convinced everyone, like, let's just have kids sing it. We don't need, like, a famous, you know, singer to sing it. Let's just find kids. So they decided to do it. They ended up, like, filming, you know, recording with kids, and they decided to try it in one market because they were so afraid people were going to be like, what the hell? This is so weird. So in Houston, they didn't really have any market presence at all. So they just, like, put it on the radio. They just put the jingle on the radio. It was insane. Immediately, the jingle, all of a sudden, like, the media was writing about it. They were getting letters in the mail to the Oscar Mayer office, like, all about the jingle. People were calling and asking if they could, like, parody it. It was an insane hit immediately. Wow. So they were like, uh, okay. So they took it to the next level. Soon, they turned it into a TV cartoon commercial using the song, and that commercial is what took the brand into national distribution, and it really is what put them on the map. Okay. And this is the original commercial. Well, nice. Oh, I'd love to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. That is what I truly like to be. Because if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, everyone would be in love with me. Oh, I'd love to be an Oscar, Oscar Mayer wiener. wieners are all meat, all good meat. Rich and complete meat protein, mildly seasoned to bring out all the good meat. Do you flavor. remember that? I mean, you weren't alive when it no. came out, but it like, have you seen it before? Never. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it really like attracted the attention of kids, of parents. I mean, it blew up for the brand. So then in 1977, we got our second memorable jingle from Oscar Mayer. Okay. My baloney has a first name, it's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name, it's M-A-Y-E-R. Do you remember that jingle? Yeah, that one I do. (laughs) And even though I never ate baloney. I ate a lot of baloney when I was little. (laughs) We just grew up very different. I would eat like raw hot dogs, I would eat baloney out of the pack. Did you eat Spam? No, I never did. I mean, I don't think I did. Mom, did I eat Spam? I don't think she served me Spam. Maybe. I hope she didn't. I doubt it. <laughs> okay. Would anyway. you like hot dogs today? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, grilled. Yeah. Like, I don't like no. cold hot dogs. Like, <laughs> He's like walking around the office. <laughs> you were not a hot dog. <laughs> Anyways. So, Jerry Ringling was the VP of marketing for Oscar Mayer in the 70s. And he was at the actually like at the company from 1956 to 1979. So he was on the marketing team for that original jingle. And then by the time he was promoted to VP, it was the mid-70s. And he realized something interesting. The company was selling just as much bologna as it was hot dogs. Mm, But it was like known for hot dogs, you know? And the jingle about hot dogs really had been the one that put the brand on the map in the first place. So he was like, let's do it again. We can do it for bologna. We can blow up Baloney. Baloney. So the problem is, like, hot dogs are relatively easy to advertise because there's some nostalgia and magic about, like, thinking of beaches and barbecues and, like, picnics and just... But baloney? No. No. Like, what is the magic? What's the nostalgia? A baloney sandwich? Ugh. Ugh. 
So it's not easy, not sexy. So they went to J. Walter Thompson, that, that was their ad agency at the time, and they said they wanted to make a commercial about bologna, and they wanted it to do as well as the hot dog commercial. So I'm sure the people were like, oh my God, what a what challenge. Do do? But they came up with that jingle and they crushed it. I mean, there's no way you can hear that my baloney has a first name, you know? Yeah. And not, I mean, number one, you can't forget the brand name. It freaking spells it out for you. Yeah. And it just gets stuck in your head. But the story of how that first commercial came to be is really funny. So they knew they wanted kids because, like, the first time with kids worked Worked. really well. So they put up this, like, little flyer at a church, and they advertised for kids to come and be a part of the commercial and the jingle. And all these kids and all their parents came for the day of filming, and they gave each kid initially a small segment of the commercial to memorize, like a couple lines or, like, a line or two. And each kid would just, like, record a portion, and they were going to put it all together so it was, like, matched up and all these different kids, you know, singing. Yeah. Yeah. So they did that. And then it was, like, they were wrapping up. It was the end of the day, packing up their bags. And the director was, like, we have 20 more minutes of light. Like, what do you want me to do? And the Oscar Mayer team was, like, we're done. Like, we're tired. We got it. It's fine. And he was, like, they're, like, do whatever you want. We don't care. So he said, hey, kids. Can one of you sing the whole commercial from beginning to end? And this one little boy was like, I can do it. And his name was Andy Lambros. So the director put him on the edge of that pier with a fishing pole and a bologna sandwich. And he said, go for it, kid. And that's the commercial that you now see. Because the kid nailed it. Yeah. And like when they, the next day they got back and they were looking at all the snippets, listening to them, thinking and about like how they were going to put it together. And that ending one was like the one that stood out. And they were like, this is it. My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. Oh, I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say. Cause Oscar Mayer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Oscar Mayer, the first name in Bologna. How's that? It is actually what you associate, like making a sandwich, going fishing by the lake, or going to have a picnic. They made it nostalgic a little bit, you know? So in 1976, the commercial ran, and it was iconic. It was insanely successful. It was actually selected as like, one of the top 10 commercials in six out of eight quarters. Like, against brands like McDonald's, who, by the way, was spending, I mean, tons more money than Oscar Mayer had to spend on advertising. But yet, Oscar Mayer did this one little thing, and they were just crushing it. Crushing it. hmm So interesting, right? Crazy. I know. And lady, like, these jingles and commercials were sticky. They worked. Annual sales for Oscar Mayer rose to $275 million by the early 1960s. So that was right after the time of the first hot dog jingle. Okay. I mean, sales in the 50s were just over $150 million. So, I mean, over $100 million raise. Then by the 1970s, around the time of the bologna jingle, annual sales reached $1 billion. A billion dollars in bologna? <laughs> I mean, in all of the meat, but still. Oh my God. Crazy. So, and that dollar amount for then. I know. So, now was it a public company or no? Private? Not, not yet. Okay. It is now, yeah. but at that point it was not. Okay. So, then, you know, we're, we're through the 60s and 70s. We're back in the 80s. It's 1986. 
we're back to the Wienermobile, Alexis, because 1986 was the 50th anniversary of the iconic hot dog on wheels. They were like, it's been long enough. Like, we got to bring it out of retirement for and it one was a year. Hot dog, and they put it in a bun this time, right? I think it was always in a bun. Wasn't no, it? the first one wasn't oh, in a bun. Yeah, yeah, they did. They, they it was just that. a wiener. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the original one that got scrapped for the war medal. So I think they had made it in a bun, like, after, early, yeah, yeah. after that. So they, they pulled it out of retirement, and they were like, just one year probably. But, dude, there was – suddenly they realized there was a whole new generation of customers. Like, people like you and me yeah. were born in the early 80s who suddenly were like, what the hell is this? Like, and obsessed with it. We would see it on the commercials. We would hear about it on the radio. We all fell in love with it, us millennials. Yeah. We were like, where's this fucking Wienermobile? Like, how do we get in it? Yeah. I wanted I re- to ride so in it. so crazy. I remember, like – I feel like we saw it somewhere, and we're, I was like, Mom! I you lived in L.A., I'm sure. you. Although I lived in Chicago. How did you should have see seen it, it yeah. yeah. Maybe I did. I don't remember. But I remember wanting to see it. Um. Anyways, it has stuck ever since. Like, it has not been put back in retirement. I mean, since resurrecting the campaign, Oscar Mayer has done some really cool stuff to build buzz around the Wienermobile. So in 1988, race car driver Al Unser Jr. took the Wienermobile out for a little spin at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Oh, my God. Now, do you imagine, like, that that giant hot dog would go very fast? No. Like, what are you thinking? Give me a number. 60 miles per hour. 110 miles per hour. No way. He got that damn hot dog to 110 miles per hour, like, flying around the speedway. Oh, my God. I'm surprised it, like, didn't flip. I know. How did it not topple over? But it got so much press. And then, starting in 1988... The company created 12 new important positions at its company. Oh my gosh, okay. Actually, Alexis, you would be great for this job. Oh, great. You actually could apply still for this job because they're still doing it today. So every year, Oscar Mayer hires 12 lucky drivers to travel around the country in the Wienermobile for a whole year. Oh my gosh. Is there like sleeping quarters? No, they sleep in, like, they stop and sleep places. Oh, okay. But would you like that job? Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> you don't like hot dogs, though. <laughs> but it's true. Like, they really have, this is really a thing. And for the past few years, Oscar Mayer has done a search now for 12 drivers every year. And they've been doing it since 88. They used to do it just for, like, a three- or four-month period over the summer. But now it's a full-year job. Oh, my God. And your title, should you get hired like this, <laughs> would be a hot dogger. And you would be paired up with another driver, and each pair is driving one of the six Wienermobiles, there's six total, around the country for the year. Love it. So one of you will drive, and the other one will ride shot bun, (laughs) and they will enthusiastically wave to every passenger they see. And actually, those greetings are mandatory. And many past hot doggers report that they can't break the habit once they leave the hot dog. Like, they're in their little Toyota Camry, and they're, like, waving at people, and they're like, shit. Like, why am I waving? But they're not handing out hot dogs. They they are. They stop at festivals, and they stop at all the things. They go to events. They they, all these things. (laughs) So along with driving the giant dog, like I said, you'll also serve as a spokesperson for the company. Okay. And you get a competitive salary, although it is not published. So who knows? But to ensure that the hot doggers are fully prepared for the job, Oscar Mayer trains aspiring Wienermobile drivers at Hot Dog High in Madison, Wisconsin. 
Oh, hot God. dog high. It is a university for hot, hot doggers. <laughs> and you will spend two full weeks there learning the history of Oscar Mayer and its products. You will also be trained in special events planning. You will develop critical media training skills to be used on the road. And you'll also learn something else critical if you are <laughs> doing this job. Do you know what that might be? What? How to drive the giant wiener. Oh, like, yeah, because it's huge. There's no rear view feet. or side mirrors at all. So drivers have to rely exclusively on a backup camera and their co-pilot to help direct the vehicle. I mean, it's huge. It's huge. Can you How imagine? many feet? It is 27 feet long. Oh, that's pretty big. It is pretty large. I I could pass like all Dude, of the requirements. I'm not lie. I could not pass the driving test. My suburban's that I pretty I'm pretty sure it's that long. I mean, I could pass all of the tests. I would be great at talking to the media. I would rock at planning special events. I would be the best waiver you could imagine. Dude, let's quit serendipit. I'll be the driver and you'll be the waiver. <laughs> In fact, had I known about this. In like 2005 when I graduated college and like if I had applied for this and had I been selected, I likely would have been at the center of a news story just like this one. In 2009, one of the hot doggers attempted to back out of a residential driveway and she, it was a woman, shocking, she thought she was in reverse. She ran the hot dog <laughs> through her house. She ran, she shot forward. <laughs> All 27 feet of the giant wiener, and it crashed into a house. No one was in the house, thankfully, at the time. But if, if no you, one was killed by the wiener. If Good you can't imagine, it made national news. Like, wiener mobile crashes into house in Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, my God. That actually happened. But once you graduate the Wiener University or whatever it's called, you are handed the keys, and you're off on a year-long adventure. So typically, 1,000 to 1,500 applicants like apply every year for the 12 spots. And today that fleet of six Wienermobiles makes like 1,400 stops across the U.S. every wow. year. They do look, I know you want to, I know you wanted to apply, but they look for graduating college seniors. So we could go back to school. And graduate. And graduate. Oh. Hard pass on that. So I guess we technically like don't qualify. We've aged out by like just a few years. Just a few. Not too many. 20 or so, give or take. Elena, if you're listening, you should apply. Oh, my God. She totally should. I will apply for her. <laughs> Let's apply. You also have to be graduating with a Bachelor of Science or Arts degree in advertising, communications, journalism, marketing, or PR. Because they want you to, like, be, be a, a spokesperson, spokesperson, you know, do all the Think creatively. Yes. I mean, seriously, how did I not apply for this? How I'm so pissed. Know. We didn't have, like, in 05 when I graduated, like, there was no social media that was doing anything. It was, like, Facebook just for colleges. This was net, and brands weren't doing anything on social. I never even knew this existed. It's amazing. Like, I would have 100% done it. That would be so fun. So fun. But in 2004. I mean, a year's kind of long to be all over the country. Yeah, but, like, you're just graduating college. Like, it's a good, you're so, you can go party at night on the weekends. Then you're, you're like, like driving around. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Oh my God. Amazing. And that experience. I mean, ugh. I want to know how much they make. Okay, find out. In 2004, Oscar Mayer launched a stunt where 50 lucky people, one from each US state, would win the right to use the Wienermobile for one day. 
Ooh, okay. So consumers were invited to submit wishes for what they would do if they could have the Wienermobile for one day. There would be 50 winners, one from each state, like I said. And to apply, you had to use 50 words or less to describe like what you would do with the Wienermobile for one day. Can you imagine those submissions? Well, this was an 04. But there are, don't worry, I have lots more for you and there's still opportunities for you, Alexis. You actually had to mail in your essay because this was 04. Oh my God. Like email was a thing, but like there was still snail mail as the majority of the people doing, you know, were snail mailing. So they were, you had to mail in your essay and along with like winning the dog for the day, winners also got $5,000 to make those wishes come true. And they had 70,000 people apply and the 50 who won, like, they granted wishes for like charities and did fun, crazy things all over the country. How cool. Isn't that cool? I loved it. It was a good contest. And then in 2016, there was another little promotion that I like. Okay. Super Bowl attendees who failed to lock down a hotel room had another unique option to consider. Oscar Mayer auctioned off two nights in their Weenie Bago the infamous RV version of its Wienermobile that oh gosh, sleeps, let me see that. sleeps four meat-loving people. Amazing. <laughs> right? Here's That's a That's brilliant. I know. Isn't that cool looking? That's hilarious. I know. So like I said, it sleeps four meat lovers. And it's good news for you, Alexis, because <laughs> even though that little Super Bowl stunt was 2016, you have not missed your chance. So next time you and I go to Chicago, guess what we're going to do? What? You can rent it out. You can rent the Weenie Bago, but you don't drive it. You just, it's listed on Airbnb for $136 a night. It's kind of close quarters. Now it only fits two people. So (laughs) we'll be close. Amenities include a mini fridge stocked with Oscar Mayer hot dogs. Your dream comes true. And all the Chicago hot dog like essentials an Oscar Mayer roller grill to take home, and an outdoor space comfortable for hot dog eating. And you also get a custom Wienermobile piece of art by local artist Laura Kiro. Well, I don't think you get to keep that, but it's there. So where do you, where is this like located? I It's somewhere in Chicago. Interesting. You know? And I actually tried to book it for me and you. I was like, we'll just fly out there and just do it. But it's like all the dates are blacked out. So it's listed and I will certainly share the listing. But currently, maybe it's a COVID thing. I don't know. It's blocked out. Oh, my God. Um, And to help you celebrate your love of hot dogs during your visit, each guest also receives a welcome kit, complete with all of the hot dog-inspired accessories you can possibly and that you've never dreamed of. Hot dog-inspired accessories? What are those? I mean, maybe it's like, you know how you like hot sauce? What if it was like a portable ketchup and relish thing that you just like pop out of your purse and like you're prepared no matter where? that could be good. Yeah, It could work. For serious wiener lovers, you can also request the Oscar Mayer mobile to show up to your proposal, like your marriage proposal. <laughs> That's what you should do. I should do that for Robin's, Robin's brothers. brothers. Applicants must fill out a form. And since there's only six mobiles like in the Oscar Mayer fleet, you know, and there's obviously a ton of hot dog aficionados and lovers looking to tie the knot across the country. Applicants are asked to request the vehicle three to six months in advance. And if you're lucky enough to track it down and get it booked, I mean, you get hooked up 
the Wienermobile will come to you for free, driven by the hot dogger, and it will roll up to your selected proposal spot, and you'll be in for like a really fun treat and some really interesting photo ops. I mean, dude, if my husband proposed to me in front of a giant hot dog, I would be over. I would say no. I'd be like, <laughs> no. like, do you even know me? <laughs> Clearly, no. But for some, there like is some somebody people. out there that that There's is. someone that's dreaming of a proposal in front of the Wienermobile. You got to do what you got to do to lock her down or lock him down. Okay. So in August 2017, Bloomberg Businessweek reported that Oscar Mayer planned to spend $10 million to reinvent the hot dog for a more health-conscious customer. Okay. According to company research, this new strategy could increase sales of their hot dogs by 6%. Okay. So... What is it, that Beyond Meat hot dog? No, like, they, no, they're not creating a new hot dog. They're just trying to make the hot dog appeal to a health-conscious consumer. They've been working... It's not going to appeal to me. <laughs> they have been working very hard to make this happen ever since. So a few things they've tried to do recently. They have tried auctioning off hot dog packs with crypto, actually hot doge, doge coins, hot doge wieners. There's a crypto called doge coins. They like auction that on eBay. That was a, t- a PR okay. tactic. Also this past August for two days, Oscar Mayer and Lyft teamed up to offer free Wienermobile trips in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Atlanta. And those cities were chosen because they are the nation's hottest rideshare cities apparently. And riders were simply able to request like a Lyft XL and one of Oscar Mayer's hot doggers might show up if they were lucky in the 27-foot hot dog on wheels instead. Can you imagine being like, I was just trying to go to like uh, work. Oh my God. And you show up in a hot dog wheel. That's like in Austin, we rented an Uber and we got a short bus. (laughs) It was like decked out with like a disco ball and a DJ inside. What was the brand? It was Uber. That's it? It's like he was an Uber driver. It was the best. Well, I've had two amazing Uber drivers. It was that one. And then in another time, actually in Austin, we had an Uber driver that decorated his car, like, because it was around Halloween time. It looked like all bloody and weird. But then he had karaoke inside, and he was like the best karaoke guy. So I, we were like, he was singing, Lior was doing Regulate. I'm like, entertainment. Like, that's how you get more tips. Like, come on, be creative, people. Don't yeah. just be like your standard Uber driver. No. Oh, my God. I love karaoke. I would sing the hell out of that Oh, we Uber had ride. an hour and a half. We were stuck in traffic. And let me tell you, my forum, <gasps> karaoke That day. sounds like so much fun. Well, this year, you might have just seen something we shared on our Will It Stick social media about Oscar Mayer, another little stunt. Just a couple weeks ago, they introduced a bologna-inspired face mask, poking fun at, like, new year, new you, and self-care trends. And actually, it is available for sale on Amazon, and we have a pack to give away on our social media. So stay tuned for how you can earn that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to – I got an extra one for you. I'm going to try too. it. Does it smell like bologna? I haven't received it yet, so I don't know, but probably. It's probably actual lunch meat, just in a pack that says face masks. Ew. (laughs) We'll find out. We'll let you know. But currently, Oscar Mayer has the second most popular hot dog in the U.S., and that's just behind the ballpark brand. 
But Oscar Mayer is one of four brands that Kraft Foods owns that generates, well, now it's actually Heinz Kraft, whatever, that generates yearly sales of more than $1 billion. I mean, they are crushing Crushing it. Crushing it. And their marketing is iconic. I know. I mean, I'm telling you, my kids, they are addicted to Lunchables. My kids too. Well, Tatum is. I mean, I don't buy them though because they, like you said, they eat like three bites. They eat like the airhead that's in it and like drink the Capri Sun. And then they're like, I don't want anything else. They take two bites of the ham. So annoying. But I'm impressed. I mean, the fact that they're the ones who invented branding meat, I had no idea. No idea. That's brilliant. In the 1920s? That's crazy. And now they're selling face masks. And now they're just, and <laughs> crypto, like, just stay in your lane, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. But what do you think, Lex? Will I think it, it will stick. I mean, since the 1800s, it's done pretty well. It is sticking. And I don't know what happened to Oscar's brother. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor bro. Poor bro. And then co, and then just keeps gone. Oh, see, that's why family businesses can be tricky. They can be tricky. Well, Let's talk about our sources. Mental Floss had a good article called 10 Flavorful Facts About the Wienermobile, Mashed.com, The Untold Truth of Oscar Mayer, Wikipedia for Oscar Mayer and for the Wienermobile. I've said Wiener more times on this podcast than I've ever said in my entire <laughs> life. And also New York Post, Oscar Mayer is hiring people to drive Wienermobile across the U.S. And that's all, all right. we got for you. Have an awesome, awesome day. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And hope you cook some hot dogs this weekend and think of us. (laughs) And I hope the songs are stuck in your head. (gasps) Goodbye. Bye.